The Accounting Influencers Podcast. Cutting through the crap to bring you the very best interviews, insights and wisdom. From the planet's most influential people in the accounting and fintech world. The Accounting Influencers Podcast. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights. Those three alliterative P's there, productive, profitable, and powerful. What a great, clear value proposition. So, as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable, and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, and start a free trial or book a demo. Love that. Dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients' businesses. So your accountants get over to Dex.com. Thank you. Welcome to our Here's What Works section. This is when we look at real-life examples of what really works to help accounting practitioners do their job more effectively and productively. And Martin, I've got a question for you. How often do you ask accountants leaders of accounting firms, what their biggest challenge is, and they say to you, talent, recruitment, retention, bringing in the right people to drive growth. Tell me that's not the priority in board meetings these days. Roughly, it's eight times out of every 10. (laughs) What do they do about that? Because when you look at accounting firm websites and value propositions like I do, you see the same websites saying the same thing, making the same promises with the same values, the same mission statement, the same colors, the same kind of people for the same kind of salaries, and everything's just too samey. So how does an accounting firm stand out as a brand? That's what we're going to talk about today. Set this up for us from your perspective, Martin. Generally speaking, and I am speaking generally because I'm sure there are exceptions, if we take a website for an example as to when a a firm launches a website, you you look at the website and they proudly tell you that it's taken two years for them to get this together. And you look at it and go, Why? Because there's nothing different about it. There's nothing, it's the same as you say, it's identikit. Oh, they've changed the logo from two years ago at a huge cost, but it doesn't do anything different. It's probably gone from dark blue to a slightly darker blue as well. And the, the thing is, is that so often, and this is, this is mistake number one, they spend time bickering over what they like the look of. And here's the killer point. Nobody cares what they like the look of. Everybody should be caring on what the client base or potential client base like the look of. So the first mistake that's made in any kind of branding is it's done based on an accountant's viewpoint where you're not trying to win accountants. So, you know, at this point, your own opinion on the branding is kind of pointless here. And I remember somebody once saying to me that if there was one overriding strap line that could describe all accounting firms, you know, that everyone could use as their strap line, it would be so-and-so accountants. Meh. Why? Of course, of course, when you get do that in a, in a keynote scenario, you get a laugh, in a laugh of acknowledgement in the room. But why does meh resonate with everyone? And you go, yeah, that's about right. It's because they're doing things from their own perspective, not the perspective of the audience. So whether they're trying to attract talent or trying to attract clients, the messaging, the look, 
anything to do with the branding is not geared towards those two audiences. It's geared towards what the managing partner likes. You bring up another excellent point, Martin. Most accounting websites and propositions are conflicted and that they are trying to do two things with the same message. They're trying to attract new clients, new business opportunities, and the business owners want to hear one thing. And they're also trying to attract staff. This is a great place to work. We've got a strong employer brand. Now, you mix those messages up. That's not good for Google. That's not good for people trying to find you because your vision, your values speak one thing. We're client-centric. Well, the clients might be interested in that, but your employees, that's not going to attract them necessarily. So you've got to say the same things in different ways to two different audiences. This is why savvy firms are now starting to consider the idea of having two different websites. One's your company brand for new clients, and the other is your employer brand for new recruits, and they say different things. For instance, for new recruits, what we do, projects we're working on, who we are, how we work, what makes people stay, where we're heading as a firm, why you should work for us, what your career might look like, how we contribute to society, what we do with diversity and inclusion, what are our company financials, what's the demographics of our employees, how often do people get promoted, how long do people stay here? Clients are not interested in that, are they? Clients are certainly not interested in that, no. But it, it goes, again, even deeper. If you go into a, an accounting firm that has a specialist tax department and you talk to the tax partner and you say to the tax partner, who set up this tax department? And they say, oh, I did. I said, and what are your qualifications to do so? Why, how would you know what I set up a tax department? And then they roll off to you their experience and qualifications in tax, which makes them very qualified to set up a tax department. And you say, right, who's responsible for the branding? Uh, that's me as well. And what are your qualifications in branding? And of course, there's nothing whatsoever. And why did you not therefore give that to a branding expert to do? Because uh, there isn't one. Not just branding, but the whole marketing, the proposition, putting it together, conveying that value. If you're doing it for a client, they want to know about your service lines. Yeah, they want to know about how you work, but how you work with clients. They want to see your thought leadership. They want to know the tools and the tech that you use, your technical expertise, your case studies, your testimonials. Your staff, future staff don't want to know that. So the first thing for me in what works with employer brand is to set it apart from your prospects or your ideal client brand and either say it in a different place on the site or get a whole new site for it and say, why are a great place to work? That definitely works. It's brave, it's new, and you've got to get a lot of stories together. But ultimately, why you are a fun place to work, why work there is interesting, and why you are different to or better than all the other choices that that graduate or that senior lateral hire as a partner on another firm sees as different to come over to you. Yes, that, that, that's right. And again, please bear in mind that the, the messaging is done by somebody who either has got no qualifications in messaging, branding and marketing, or gave it to a marketing person who submitted it for their approval and they didn't know what was good and what wasn't. So, Here's, a, here's a, real, a real example, guys, for something that's, that's worked. I may have reiterated this in a previous episode. Up in the northeast of England, there is a firm whom when they recruit, by whatever means they recruit, when you walk in their door, there is this uh, checklist, I guess you'd call it, this chart of the characteristics that make a great employee of that organizer, of that particular accounting firm. Uh, you know, characteristics, technical skill sets, general outlooks and mindset, that kind of thing. 
And somebody comes to greet you from that firm when you arrive for an interview and they say, hi, it's lovely to see you. So-and-so will be out to meet with you in five minutes. But just before they do, look over there and have a look at our 16 point what makes a great employee of our place or team member of our firm. And if you feel that that's mostly you, then they'll be, they'll be delighted to meet with you. If you don't feel that's a good fit for you, don't worry about it. Don't wait. Just let yourself out and save us some time. And that's actually their interview technique. They actually wait for the uh, potential employee to pre-qualify themselves as being a good fit. Now, obviously, some people desperate for a job will just say, oh, yeah, that's me completely. You know, and won't even look at it. But for the more discerning, they will say, actually, this is the place I want to work. And it's a great way of establishing the brand. Say, this is what we stand for. This is what we find is important. This is our mission. This is our focus. This is why we're in business. This is why we want to hire you. Does that sound good? So right away, there's a fit there. And again, Robert, I don't see very many, if any, and I'm trying to think of any at the moment, firms who on the profile page highlight their team's journey through the ranks of the organization. You see that, you know, um, you see a profile that says, um, Peter loves skiing, drinking wine, and men who aren't afraid to cry. You, you, you see that, but you don't see that Peter Jonas is an 18 year old. Peter arose through the ranks, through to his brilliance, qualified this year, became this, advised client X on that. And you don't see that people have got a journey. So another thing that I would love to see firms do, and it certainly works from a recruitment perspective, is if you're trying to recruit talent, then show them how your existing talent got to high positions. Because the talent you want are ambitious. So show them that there's a path. Show them that there's a clear way. Show them that your firm is all about developing talent. One of the best ways to do that, you'll know that outside of the podcast here, Martin, I do video interviewing for accounting firms and and interview the personalities, the people that have been there 10, 15 years, and we ask them why they've stayed. And with the people that are just joining, why did you join? Why did you resist the temptation of other people to join them? What stood out about this firm? And bringing these stories to life, yes, they look good on a web page, and it's better than not having them about their journey and why they join and why they live working there. But what better way than to bring those out with real-life video stories in a conversational way? It's much more compelling. It's that social proof that you often talk a lot about. That is, for me, what works with an employer brand, where your own employees say, this is a great place to work. It comes out of their mouth. You should work here because I do too, and here's why. We're talking here about here's what works for employer branding, okay? And Rob started this section by saying, consider a separate brand for your lead generation, your client acquisition efforts, than from your talent acquisition efforts, um, and which, is, which is a great piece of advice. But if I look at what ultimately works, is that you know I, I conducted a, a survey called Passport to Partnership, which runs started in twenty fifteen, runs to this day, and it's about what makes partner material or leadership material. And when you look at why for why young professionals stayed in their firm, it's because they're bought into what the practice is doing. They genuinely believe that they are making someone's life better as a result of being there. They are genuinely going home and telling their other half about their day and how what work they're involved in. They are genuinely involved in shaping the firm's CSR policy. They are genuinely engaged in looking at how they can become a partner, not for the sake of becoming a partner, but for the sake of doing even more for their clients than they already do. That is a recurring theme. It was in the research and it is in anecdotal evidence. And so the firm needs to communicate to people that that's what it's about. 
the femme also doesn't need to say, we're going to chain you to a desk for 10 or 15 years in the hope that you might make partner and have some kind of a career, but that's all on us. So you've heard what works, you've heard what doesn't work. Make your employer brand stick out. Start to chart some stories and journeys of your people and explain why it's a fun place to work, but don't mix that up with your message for clients. They don't need to hear all of how great it is to work there. They want to hear what a difference you make in their lives. Final thoughts from you, Martin, on employer brand for accounting firms. If anyone listens to this, has the misfortune of encountering me at a speech, keynote, conference, and I stare at you, I picture you out randomly in the audience, and I say, from a client perspective or from a prospect perspective, why should I join your firm? And I put the microphone in your face and you freeze. That means that this section hasn't reached you. You haven't understood it, okay? You should be able to be put on the spot and be able to say, the reasons why people come to us, Martin, are these. And once you've got that, that's what works. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, what I think people don't understand about Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software vendor to be listed as approved by the HMRC for MTD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for making tax digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole Making Tax Digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar.